0: Gate Fourteen podcast. We are now joined by the future. The number one prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. The number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. Is that good? You tell me. And pitcher of the year in the Arizona Fall League. It is Ricky Tiedemann. What is up, Ricky? How we doing, brother? What's going on,
1: guys? How's it going?
0: It's good, man. It's good. Are you already in Florida? Yes, I
1: am. I'm out here already. I just got here like two days ago. First so, one yeah. in, last one out. Ricky T, that, that's where we're at.
0: That's where we're at with that. Pumped to have you, man. This has been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. We're excited to get you on. There was a little inside joke uh, last year where I would just text you all the fucking time. I think I think your phone number, by the way, was on your Instagram, which is bananas in its own right. And I got yeah, your number from the Instagram. And it was a little inside joke that we had on the podcast where I would just continue to text you. Um, yeah. It's a long time coming. I'm, I'm happy we got this done.
1: Uh yeah dude i actually didn't know my phone number was on my instagram until my girl just told me a couple days ago so i gotta i gotta (laughs) fix that so yeah it's not good
2: (laughs) you got you gotta make sure you you change that before this comes out
1: yeah definitely (laughs) and we have
2: another phone number issue though johnny that we we gotta talk about before we get going
0: yeah ricky i guess we can go into it uh the tiedemann family docks my phone which is fine it's fine uh did you realize my phone number was in that video? Because, I mean, I didn't, and I retweeted it on Gate14 and my personal Twitter, and I just, next thing you know, I have 250 calls from all the fans and listeners yeah. of Gate14. Yeah,
1: so uh, that was my mom for sure did that. <laughs> so I don't know if it was a, uh, I don't know if she posted it or you posted it, but she said, I don't know, did she post it? And then She you posted it, it on
0: Twitter, and then I quote tweeted it and said, this is my hell. I just missed Ricky T's phone call. Which is it's a little bit 50/50 on the doxing of the phone number, but yeah. it is funny that Ricky Tiedemann's family doxed my phone number on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely it was it was that one that one's on my mom for sure.
0: <laughs> whatever anything anything for the grind. and to be fair i did dm your dad and i said we got to get ricky on this on this podcast no ifs <laughs> ands or buts the pe- people love it so let's go into that man obviously a lot a lot of times last year uh we had a couple listeners show up to your games with gate 14 signs uh what was that like do you like do you remember those games or do you remember that game specifically because i know a listener for sure one at least showed up with a ricky t gate 14 sign
1: yeah i definitely i remember one of them for sure it was a. Uh it was in Somerset and we were facing the Yankees affiliate and it was after one of the games and I was walking out and he had a poster and he wanted me to take a picture with it. And I knew, I knew he was going to send it to you guys. So I was, <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to reach out after that. So that was, that was funny.
2: Yeah. What, uh, what have you been up to this off season?
1: Honestly, just hanging out back home in Cali, just, just uh, trying to spend as much time with my families as, as I could, you know, it was a quick turnaround, only probably like two months off. So, just trying to do as much as I can with them and then get back out here and get after it.
2: What's your, oh, uh, cool. yeah. What's the off the field, Ricky? Like, what do you, what do you do? That's not baseball. What do you do for fun? What do you enjoy doing?
1: Dude, honestly, not much. I don't, I don't play no video games. I don't, I don't do any of that. I, I kind of just hang out, spend time with as much people as I can and, and uh, just work out every day. That's pretty much it. I don't do it. I don't really don't do anything besides baseball. So, I love that. Listen,
0: I want my, I want my ACE to be locked into baseball. I don't want them going to Paris, Texas with me on Saturdays, unless it's obviously uh, a veteran like Gossman or Bassett, but I love, I love the rookie pitcher being locked in, but I want to go into, again, your roots. You're a Juco guy. I'm a Juco guy. Credit to both of us for being able to grind through Juco. What was California junior colleges like? Cause I know you guys only face Cali kids uh, mm-hmm. in California, obviously. Right. Um, Were you like, was it as much of a grind for you as it was for me where you're just running constantly, weightlifting, practicing for like four or five hours? Or were you at like that white collar type of
1: junior college? No. So basically, like in California, especially at that time, it was right off of COVID. So we had no weight room that I could go to. And it was all pretty much just going to the field and then home at that point uh, in 2021. So I was just trying to get innings and get out there for. For scouts to see at that point in time so there was really no no like spending all day at the field it was just spend your two hours there get your pitching in and then get go back home and they would kind of spit split practices with between pitchers and hitters and kind of keep everybody separate at the time you know doing covid tests every single day so it was like it was a weird time for sure especially in juco it was just it was odd
2: that's got to be the dream, though, because you hear the horror stories of Ju- Johnny can tell all the bad ones. I could I tell lu- a lot. I, I was tell. lucky. I was Division Two NCAA. We we had some rules that they didn't let right. us do. But yeah, you got to, You had to have been lucky there. You did the, so you didn't go. You committed to SDSU at some point in high school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I committed there when I was a sophomore, I believe, in high school, and um, basically later on, I kind of felt like it was a better choice for me to go to junior college for a year rather than waiting three years in at a university um I just thought I was ready out of high school and and it kind of worked out going going to junior college for the year
2: there must have been teams talking to you to get drafted out of high school who were who were some of the main teams you had talked to out of high school
1: um some of the main teams let me see if I can remember you know I think the Blue Jays were one of them uh just talking to my area scout uh Joey Aversa from Mountain California he he would tell me that he was in communication with them about me, but it wasn't it wasn't the right time for them with me yet. So we waited that one year and and, and got after it again.
2: I'm glad the I Blue Jays the year, got bro. their guy,
0: though. Good for the Blue yeah. Jays. <laughs> so getting drafted out of junior college, obviously it's, obviously it's a little different. Did you feel like after you got drafted, only being in junior college for one year, you're younger than the three-year guys, obviously, obviously older than the high school guys. Did you feel like you were 100% prepared for pro ball? Because you kind of get thrown into the fire as like a 19-year-old, you're pretty much living by yourself or living with the boys in a place you've never really been before. Was that a hard adjustment for you?
1: Honestly, it was it was pretty comfortable getting here and, and meeting all the new guys, and, and uh, I knew that I was younger, and I wanted to get my foot in the door rather than waiting, and I know a couple guys that were committed to the same college as me, and they're just now getting their foot in the door where I've been in here for three years, base- basically, and kind of made the progress that I wanted to make, and I think I think I didn't really have too much of an issue getting getting used to the Pro Ball a- aspect. I kind of was excited about it going into it. And then and now we're here. So it was it was good.
2: So Ricky T as the pitcher, obviously you pitched your whole life pretty much. Who was someone you kind of emulated your uh, like your stuff
1: around, or someone you looked up to when you started pitching? <sighs> when I started pitching, honestly. I didn't watch too much. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm from L.A., so I, I was a Dodgers fan growing up. But I didn't watch too many too many baseball games growing up, honestly. I just loved playing it. So it was just one of those things where, like, I kind of looked up more to, like, my older brothers and and my older brother, Ty, who also pitched and, and played baseball. I was kind of – that was kind of the situation with me where I, I saw him doing it, and I thought I could do it well, too. So that was that. How did we yeah, get it,
2: to the arm slot you're at now? Was that a
1: uh... – is that over time as well, or is it just natural for you? I think I think it came naturally, but I've been obviously pitching since I was little, so it kind of it kind of built up uh, over the years. But yeah, I think I, it feels the the most comfortable comfortable for me right now, so I like it right now.
0: It's it's impossible for a lefty. I mean, have you had an instance in the minors where a lefty is looking at you like, dude, how like how do I hit this? Like you're throwing the ball pretty much behind me. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like a Chris Sale throwing motion which rocks to chris sale is unreal so it's a good comparison but have yeah. you had instances where hitters have like looked at you like how how do i hit this shit
1: <laughs> not necessarily them looking at me like that but i've also i've noticed like when i was in junior college i used to like have trouble with location a little bit so i went to the right side of the rubber and i was actually getting hit around a little bit in junior college and i was like i don't know what was going on and then i, I switched over to the left side to make it an even more kind of coming from the behind the lefty batter and kind of side to side pitching and it was like pretty much a day <laughs> night and day difference when it when it came to the arm slot so yeah that helped a lot
2: when you're looking at your three pitch guy right now is there thoughts for you adding a pitch tweaking something here
1: yeah i mean i this offseason i tried to uh, throw a cutter but i didn't know where that where it was going so (laughs) I kind of banged that immediately and I'm just gonna try to perfect what I have going on right now
2: was that from you or someone else telling you like that's what you should kind of work on
1: um I have a a pitching coach out in San Diego Brandon James who kind of put it put it in my head kind of trying to see what I can do differently and it felt good with him and but I think for right now I kind of want to focus on what I've been doing and and when I get to that point where it's like all right I'm gonna need something different because I'm getting I'm getting shelled every time out here. Then, then I'll then I'll try to add that in there. So,
0: yeah, that that's fair. I mean, obviously, let's go into the career now. So you come into pro ball, you go through three levels in one year, which is absolutely ridiculous. Was that when you realize like, okay, I'm kind of a dog on the mound. Like this is a true circle. I'm not telling you to be cocky, but when you go through three levels in one year and post a two one seven ERA, was that when you kind of realize like, holy shit, like I might have found something here, or I'm kind of a dog.
1: Um, honestly, man, I was just going out there and, and pitching the same way I, I knew how um, I think just getting with the Blue Jays and, and starting to actually like work out and, and do things the right way when it comes to like eating and working out. Um, I think it just translated a little bit better as soon as I got into pro ball uh, rather than in junior college. So I think just routine wise, I was in a much better spot to start my career and it translated almost immediately uh, in my first season, so.
2: We can say at this point, we're just tapping into the start of Ricky T as well. The eating, the working out. We're we're on the ground level here. Like you better buy <laughs> stock now. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm buying all the I'm buying all the Ricky T stock. I am. But
0: and and picking off of what Avery said, you're kind of in a different situation here, prospect-wise, because you are the number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. Humble brag is that good. You tell me. But you aren't really – like there's no pressure on you to make the show as soon as possible, right? That pitching staff in the big leagues is really good, one of the best in baseball. Does that make it easier for you knowing that like you can kind of not go at your own pace, but you have guys up there that are going to be willing to help you and willing to make you better because they've done it for such a long period of time in the major leagues?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know I'm pretty comfortable right now. I'm I'm obviously just going out there and controlling what I can control. And if the team needs me at a certain point, then – then hopefully I'll be healthy enough and ready to go to, to make that impact at the time. So I think, but when I look at the clubhouse in big league camp and I look around and see all these all-star vets and, around me and just seeing on paper how good we are, it just makes me excited to kind of be involved with it and see where this team can go this this upcoming season. Who
2: on the major league staff are you most excited or someone you talk to the most pick
1: their brains about how they pitch and kind of their process? Um, so for right now, I'm kind of trying to be more like a, like a fly on the wall and kind of just see how everybody goes about their business. I don't want to kind of jump out there in front of the vets and, and just be all up in their business, especially in the beginning of spring training. Obviously when everybody gets going, we're going to spend a little more time together. So I'll ask more questions, but there's guys I'm excited about, you know, there's, there's new guys coming like Justin Turner. So, I mean, it's going to be cool to see them walking around the facility every day
0: who's one guy on the big league team that you're the most impressed by? Is it Kevin Gossman? Is it Bassett? Is it like, is it Kikuchi, Barrios? Like who's one guy you're kind of most impressed by the way he goes about his business from what you've seen so far and his ability to compete?
1: Yeah, I I think, I think our entire pitching staff, even, uh, you know, Kikuchi, Manoa, Barrios, all those guys, I think we have like an all-star pitching staff in the major leagues right now. And I think when all of them, Get going at the same time, and everybody's on the same page. I think we're going to win a lot of games, and but definitely impressed with how Gosman's been able to be consistent um, over the years, and and just stick with his own his own uh programming routine and just do his own thing every day. It's awesome to see. And I kind of want to emulate that.
2: Being a young guy in the minors, what is one thing the vets constantly kind of tell you? One piece of advice you get kind of from
1: everyone. Ah. Uh, One piece of advice, uh probably just more routine based. Everybody kinda puts it in your head that you gotta have your own thing going on and and don't really try to do too much. And especially as a starting pitcher, you wanna keep things simple sometimes. So that's kind of what I take away. Um last year I kinda got too far ahead in routine and kinda added too much to my to my routine and it kind of was kind of frying me a little bit. So I think you gotta what what party
2: what part of your routine fried you? What was
1: you know, just, like, doing doing the extra things thinking that it'll help when sometimes you just need to take your foot off the pedal in between starts and and, and let go for a second. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for me last year, and, and I kind of found that out this offseason and even in the fall league, so I'm in a good spot right now.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of the routine, I, listen, I, I was a superstitious guy. It didn't work because so I hit 170. What is your pregame routine? Like, what is Ricky T doing? Like, are you bumping track? Like, what music are you playing? Are you superstitious with how you put your gear on? Like wh- where are you at? Uh,
1: I definitely have a routine when it comes to like just mu- listening to music at a certain time, rolling out, getting getting stretched out at a certain time, but I I keep all that the same. I mean, I don't try to think about it too much, but it kinda, it's kind of it's kind of muscle memory at this point what I do. Like every outing is kind of all the same for me, so it's not it's not too like surprising to to the outsider to see, but for me it's just kind of kind of day by day just doing the same things it's it's kind of muscle memory
2: for the fans who want to buy a ricky t blue jays jersey early can we can we settle on a number that you want yeah, let's, the big... let,
0: you know what, let's get some clicks here what's the number that ricky t wants when he makes the show like can we, can we as you see back here bassett sent me a jersey i got a Swanny one
1: what's the ricky yeah. t one i'll be getting uh, i don't know which one yet just because there's guys in the show that obviously have those numbers but i like my whole life I've had a number with a three in it. So you could probably expect me to have a three in my number at some point. I don't know which one it'll be. I'm hoping maybe 13 or, or maybe 33, but, but we'll see. 33 bangs. Yeah. Yeah. 33 bangs. That that bang. Like 72 though. Spring training. So we'll see.
0: (laughs) But the thing is, right. I mean, you got 32 Roy holiday, 33, Ricky T 34, Kevin Gossman. That's, that's chills, Avery. Right. I like that's that. That's chills. Give me that. But let, let, let's go on, off the grain here a little bit. Do you know the nickname we have for you? Do your teammates know the nickname we have for you? Is that is that common knowledge? Because, listen, it's the greatest nickname ever, and all of our listeners love it. All of our fans love it. No one even really calls you Ricky T anymore. They call you BDR. So do you are you aware of the nickname that we
1: have for you? I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. That's all my family talks about. When my, my parents, dude, that's all they talk about when they, when. <laughs> shout out to you guys and you guys talk they always call me that so it's hilarious
2: i, I can tell you where it came from too and it comes from <laughs> it comes from golf it comes from ricky fowler every time yeah. he's on the golf course everyone just chants big dick rick that's yeah. so uh-huh. that's where that's where that <laughs> shout out to golf for it's that.
0: the greatest and i cannot wait for your debut man because it's going to be absolute scenes all over twitter like the under the blue jays post it's just going to be a ton, ton of comments, big dick wreck, and it's going to rock. It's going to be just—that's the beautiful thing about Blue Jays Twitter. When people aren't arguing, we can all agree when something rocks, and that nickname is absolutely electric. So I'm just—I'm excited for it. But going back to the draft, did you have a massive draft party? Like, did you know you were going to go that high in the draft, or were you kind of more low key, just kind of hanging out with your family?
1: It was definitely low key. It wasn't—it wasn't one of those things where I knew days ahead of time that I was going to be drafted. It was kind of like. A kind of a hope, a hope and pray type of thing. So it was just me and my my parents, my best friend, and my girl. So and my family. So it was just kind of a small thing. And then after I got drafted, we kind of threw a little bit of a going away party because they wanted me to get out of there like a couple days after. So it was it was kind of an afterwards thing. So yeah.
2: How much did you know
1: about Canada before being drafted to the Blue Jays? Have you spent any time here? I didn't know much. Just besides all the all the uh, artists that I listen to are all from Canada, you know. <laughs> The weekend, Drake, Tory Lanes, all those guys. So, um, I haven't even been able to go out there yet, just because during during the time I got drafted, it was COVID, so they didn't let anybody go visit. So, it was, I'm excited about heading out there. So we so will get you, you in the city this year.
0: Yeah, we'll get you in. We'll get we'll, we'll pull you up. We'll we'll take you to. Uh, uh,
2: I think his performance will get him to the city this year. Yeah, obviously, or or us, or, or our gate <laughs> fourteen team and
0: greet. But I, I do want to talk. So you played in Vancouver, correct? yeah yeah well what was your time like there because i've heard nothing but good things about the vancouver canadians obviously vancouver is beautiful just scenery wise um the guys there that you played with seem like awesome dudes as well so what was it like for you to play in vancouver come to canada for the first time
1: yeah that that being the first affiliate where i actually got to go out of state and rather than be in florida and playing dunedin where i actually got to branch out um it was it was an amazing experience like just the atmosphere and Every game, pretty much being packed out. Every game is is an amazing thing, especially coming off the COVID where nobody was in the stands in JUCO. It was kind of, it was amazing to see, and it kind of brought more out of me when it comes to my pitching as well. So it was it was fun while I was there.
2: Does it does it hurt you bad when you have to fly to the East Coast and go to Florida for spring training?
1: <laughs> dude, honestly, I, I like to come out a couple of days early just so I can get used to that the time change because, dude, it it does hit you for sure. But but yeah, I mean it is a little bit tougher going all the way across the country from California, but you know, I love it out here. I love the, the blue Jays facilities and everything. So I like it.
0: So, so yeah, I, I, as you know, I'm obviously an off field guy. I got to ask you about this. Cause I love asking this to the top prospects. You're obviously a hot commodity, right? Wherever you go, the autograph seekers, the 45 year olds that are selling all your autographs go crazy over Ricky T. Do you have any crazy stories about that? Like throughout your entire minor league career or just, but people that have went over the top or because bryson's thought obviously a good friend of mine told me he had to go through a se- a separate exit to leave certain stadiums because it was so crazy with how many people were asking for autographs was it like that for you at a certain point dude honestly
1: never not really um you know i we play in hartford a couple times and it was funny uh after like one of the games that i started i kind of just walked out and Was walking with all the fans right after the game, literally right after the game ended, because my family was waiting outside for me, and I was literally just walking with the crowd, and everybody was like asking me, like, "Were you not just pitching?" (laughs) Like, (laughs) hilarious, but yeah, that was probably the only time. I mean, there's not no real like weird interactions for me besides like the, the autograph people, you know giving me pages full of my, my own card to, to sign, you know, just one of those things, but that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing crazy.
0: What's your rule yeah. for that though? Do you just sign one thing? Cause I think Gossman said on the podcast or it might've been someone else, but they said, or Schneider said he'll only sign one thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely. Now I think I'm going to try to change it up and not sign as much just cause uh, I've signed like a lot of cards, especially like multiple for the same person. So I got, I got to slow down with that, but yeah, definitely don't want to ruin the value of the signature.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your signature? We got to work on it at all.
1: Uh, I like it right now. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, especially when when I have to sign a lot at one time. It's kind of quick and easy for, for me. So, um, I, I might change it up later on, but for right now, it's good.
0: Yeah, I, cause Kevin, I I forgot who told me the story, but some some baseball players to screw with the autograph seekers, they write every autograph to them to blank just two random yeah. names, so it just deteriorates the value. That's right. a good little spin zone you could do there so where they just... They might hate you, but having those guys hate you is not the worst thing in the world. But I want to go, obviously, <laughs> into this year. Um, This is, again, completely off the field shit. What is going to be Ricky T's walkout music at the Rogers Center, his first appearance? What's going to get the people going here? Because we got to start brainstorming this. You said you're a big Drake guy. I'm a big Drake guy as well, obviously. <laughs> what are you going to be walking out
1: to? Yeah, I mean... Since my since my uh pro career started, I kinda kept it the same. So I'll probably do Californication uh ever since <laughs> I ever since Lo Low, low a, I kinda my first outing just hearing that song come on and kind of the beginning of the song kinda gives me chills a little bit, just thinking about my my debut. So and I've had pretty good luck so far having that that uh that song on. So I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna keep it the same at at the at the major league level for sure. We we don't need to change
2: anything with you right now, <laughs> Ricky. That's a, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> so you had the Arizona Fall League this fall. Would you like that? Had to have been the best baseball you've ever played in your life, right? Against the best guys,
1: dude. Yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Even outside of the baseball aspect of things, I think it really like loosened me up as a player. Just uh, seeing all the new faces and. Um, new players and and playing with the best players out there is, is one of the one of the best feelings, and and playing it well is is another feeling. So just being out there with the guys, it was it was a good time for sure.
0: Who was one guy that stood out to you in the Arizona Fall League? Like one guy who had a good at bat against you, or just a pitcher on your team that you were just like, this dude's a dog.
1: Um, I I wouldn't say one person. I would I would kind of give it up to my entire team. I think we had one of those teams where I walked in with, with my blue, my fellow Blue Jay, uh, teammates. And we looked around and there wasn't one person on our, on our fall league team that was weird or anything, or kind of threw the vibe off in the clubhouse at all. Even the trainers and the, in the clubhouse staff, I think everybody got along from the very beginning. And I think that kind of put our chemistry together to, to take the team all the way to the championship and end up winning it. So I think, I think I'd give it to the whole team because it, it just made it a great time and a great place to play. Um, during the fall especially at the end of the season those guys are all coming off an entire year so it's kind of a give and take when it comes to how we're feeling but when everybody's in good energy every day going to the field it was it changed the, the level of play for sure
2: the one thing that some people will say about you is the pitching deep into games something you need to work on something you will obviously work on here for you how yeah. do you take that how do you get better at that thing and Kind of your mindset when you hear that,
1: and right. what you kind of work on to fix that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, um, uh, going in, going deeper into games is is the goal for sure, especially at the at the major league level. I think, uh, right now, I'm just trying to control what I can. Um, and if they they don't want me to throw as many innings, then then that's all I can do about it. But definitely in the future, I'm looking at going deeper into the games and and just just expanding my my uh, stamina in, in games. So.
0: Yeah, it's listen, they're they're preserving your arm. I'd rather I'd rather my future ace come up with literally no mileage on his arm playing in the show. But I wanted to talk about the velo. When did that velo start kicking in for you? Cuz everyone talks about like when I was in high school, first year of college, like when did you start throwing absolutely absolute fuzz?
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up I I think I had a pretty good arm growing up uh but I think once I got with the Blue Jays and I started taking taking my physical aspect, seriously, um, in the weight room and just eating right. I think one, right when I got out there for my first bullpen, after taking a, a month just to work out, um, it was me, Chad Dallas, and Irv Carter. And we just worked out for about a month and didn't throw a baseball. And then the first time we got out on the mound, all three of us were throwing fairly harder than we were before. <laughs> and uh, me especially, like I was, I was up like six miles an hour. Um, oh, my God, so- dude. It was like, it was something special for me, especially, but yeah, it was just, a, it was just a difference uh, coming in and taking things more seriously. And it translated almost immediately on my first bullpen.
2: When you throw that first pitch, cause I'm sure you have the, uh, the TrackMan system, whatever it is behind you to find out the VLO, were you like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? Like, I, <laughs> I can't believe what's coming out of my left hand right now.
1: Yeah. So actually the first bullpen, they, they purposely didn't, they didn't put any rap soda or any, uh, track out there they purposely did that so that we weren't worried about how hard we were throwing but i, I felt that i was throwing significantly harder than i was before and even even on my my uh pitching coach cory reardon behind me i remember him saying like where where do i usually sit at uh velo wise because it was the first bullpen so he was still getting to know me and i was like you know like 90 touch 92 you know i can get up to three and four and then he was like, "It looks a little bit firmer than that." And the <laughs> next next bullpen we got out there, I was sitting like six ninety five ninety six in the bullpen, so it was it was pretty special for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking about obviously the velo. So last year, I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you saw clips. We used to live stream your uh, spring training games, and we got to watch you pitch in the. And obviously, I was going bananas, getting roasted for it, but. It was kind of your coming out party. You got to pitch against the Detroit Tigers. You put Javier Baez in your back pocket. You put Austin Meadows in your back pocket. What was that like to face big league hitters for the first time and kind of put yourself on the map? Like, this dude is actually legit. Like, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, well, in the moment, it wasn't – it was nothing really. Like, it was just me trying to throw strikes in the moment and and get all my pitches in the zone. And I wasn't really thinking about who I was facing. I actually didn't even realize I was – Pitching two Hobby Baez until I hit the <laughs> third pitch of the at bat, and I was like, "All right, shit, let me try was that to when get you him."
2: Swung him. at something in the dirt, probably that wasn't
1: even <laughs> close. No, no, but yeah, it, it took me a couple pitches to realize it. But I was kind of more focused on doing my thing and executing what I had to. But yeah, it was definitely seeing it afterwards was was really awesome to see for sure. Did you you came out of the pen for that, right? Yeah, I did. I think it was the sixth inning. How? How different is that
2: for you? Yeah, I, you're not going to do that at the big league level.
1: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I haven't relieved yet, so it was, it was different for sure. But during that spring training game, I was, I made sure to, that I was prepped, like from the first inning on, and just staying warm was the key thing for me. But yeah, it was, it was cool. One Dude, of my I favorite,
2: think- one of my favorite Twitter clips is you striking out Jackson Holiday when you face a guy that you know is going to be really good another high prospect does that do do something for you do you get a little more amped up for those at bats
1: um I seeing him in the box I definitely was like all right I want to I want to show something but it it's just one of those things where I still got to execute my my game you know I wasn't really like trying to juice up against a certain player I try to do the same thing to every batter you know no matter who's it who it is so but it being him and knowing how good he is, um, it was it was special for me for sure afterwards, just seeing seeing how I was able to execute my pitches and, and get him out. So, You yeah, know that's yeah. going
2: to be clipped everywhere too. Oh, to yeah. I,
0: and another one that was clipped, uh, Ricky, was that you versus the Martian, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, Avery? I mean, the Ricky T striking out the Martian clip, I used that for ammo against Yankee fans for months. <laughs> so it just, it's all-time shit. Do you know that? Like, I mean, that's elevated, obviously. The fans are there to watch it. Do you I, we're not saying you get more amped up for it, but do you feel your competitive nature really come out when you're going up against a guy that has as much hype as you?
1: Um I definitely when I see him up there, i want I want to show that that i'm 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 good enough to compete with them for sure. But I think for me, it's just more going out there and doing the same thing to everybody, you know, just doing my job out there as well,
0: yeah, that's fair. I, it's just it, it, it's it's obviously electric to see out of all the minor league places that you have been to and visited and all of that what is like the favorite small town type of area you've been to or like the favorite ballpark you played at? Cause honestly, I, I kind of like Coca-Cola field. I think, I think the Buffalo field kind of rocks. They have a brand new weight room. I believe now after the big leaguers played there, what is your favorite, like low key city to play in, in the minors so far?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed uh Buffalo for the short time. I was there last season at the end of the year. Um, I loved it out there. It was, it was a it was kind of you start kind of start to taste the the big league aspect of things just seeing all the older guys walking around and and uh, how how everyone's treated a little bit uh, more big league for sure but i think one of my favorite places to play at was was Hartford just the stadium and the atmosphere there uh, against the yard goats was was amazing so i like i liked playing there
2: i saw a clip of you at the fall league where they asked you what your favorite kind of one off hat was in the minor leagues asked you a little bit different question what's like the favorite logo you've played against or even one
1: you've played for too are you a big logo jersey guy um not necessarily i will say playing for the for the buffalo Bisons and and seeing how the the new era hat is like one of the top selling new era uh, the the sliding bison is kind of one of my favorite hats to to wear so um just knowing that i was able to play for that team is is something cool to say the sliding Bison's like a streetwear classic too. That's yeah. a great hat. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool to be a part of that team. It's it's pretty awesome.
0: And the I, I, next thing I wanted to go into is obviously, I mean, last year we saw you had the long hair. What is the Ricky T hairstyle you're going into is this year? Are you gonna keep it short? You're gonna keep it tapered, or are you gonna let it fly like you did last year? Like, where are we at here?
1: I think I'm a, I'm gonna keep it short for right now. I got it shortened up, but I think throughout the year <laughs> I'm gonna keep it long long in the back just so I have some flow, flow coming out of the hat. A little mullet yeah. action for
0: the kids. I mean, I would love that. That'd be a good uh, silhouette there. That'd be electric.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up, I had long hair my entire life, so I kind of wanted to refresh and kind of just change it up a little bit. So right now, I'm sticking with it short.
2: What's your, what are your main goals going into this season? Is it to be with a big league club at some point?
1: Yeah, I'm Definitely. That's, I think that's the the main goal is to make it up to the top. I think that's where all of my, my teammates and everybody around in the minor league wants to be. But I think, like you said, just, just building up innings and, and uh, getting deeper into games. Like you said, I think that's one of my, my bigger goals as well is to show people I don't have a problem getting deeper into games and going five every five days is is one of my biggest goals as well. Yeah.
0: And obviously you mentioned the going five days and all that. I mean, What how hard is it for you to deal with the hype? Because obviously you're you're a little bit different. You you have an entire country who's expecting big dick rick to be pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays, this massive left-handed pitcher throws gas, little Chris Sale like arm action. How do you kind of deal with the pressure? Do you not read articles? Are you not online? Like what how do you kind of just keep to yourself and kind of keep yourself sane?
1: Yeah, I see things online here and there, but I I go into every day the same way, you know trying to execute, you know, do my job every single day and, and focus on my routine. And I don't really try to think too much about the outside aspect of things and just kind of do do what I can do and, and play my game and, and everything else will fall into line behind it. So that's what, what I kind of focus on. Is your
2: family sending you a bunch of stuff? Because I've tweeted things about you and then your mom a couple of days later, I can tell she's just searching up your name on the internet and I'll see <laughs> I'll see you (laughs) later. It's not bad things ever.
1: All
0: parents do that, though. All parents do that. Like, she's sending you a bunch of stuff all the time.
1: Uh, I think she she was, but I think now, like, we kind of slowed down on it. My parents, I know, I think my parents look at stuff about me much more than I do. But yeah, they kind of keep it keep it away from me. You know, they don't want me to look at any of that stuff. So (laughs) yeah, it's it's hard
0: not to, man. I mean, obviously, all the stuff we've tweeted about you is just pumping your tires and just funny shit. But uh, yeah, we like, that's what we kind of do. We kind of just like to keep it loose. But have you like, obviously you talk about just the preparation and all that. Have you taken a step back and realized like where you're at right now? Like how far you've come from just California junior college, third round pick from a junior college. Not many people from Juco are top prospects for major league baseball teams. Have you gotten a chance to step back and be like, holy fuck? Like I am like, I'm here right now, or you haven't even looked yet?
1: Yeah, I, d- I definitely uh, don't take it for granted where, I, where how far I've, I've come, especially in a shorter amount of time. I definitely am, am blessed and grateful for it. Um, just kind of continuing to do it. I think we're not, not even close to where we want to be yet, so I, I don't really think uh, take a step back very often where I'm kind of just looking forward and, and trying to get where I have to go right now. But I think eventually I'll kind of realize, like, how far I've actually uh, come along. So, yeah.
0: Where are you at right now throwing-wise? Like, are you – because obviously you're trying to make the club. Uh, are you f- ramped it up full or are you kind of easing yourself into it? Because our guy Bassett is kind of just he, – he's going to make the team. Breaking news. Chris Bassett is going to make the Toronto Blue Jays. He's right. not – like, he ramps it up kind of closer to spring training. Have you been going kind of full throttle uh, up to now or are you kind of just easing into it?
1: Uh, I think last last year I was full throttle earlier. So I kind of wanted to ramp up a little bit slower this spring training, but still be ready to go ahead of time. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna feel like I'm catching up at all. So I'm definitely gonna be ready to go. But right now I think we're ramping up ramping up perfectly. I just threw we threw our first bullpens uh yesterday. So I I'm feeling really good.
0: Is Jano there? Who's there right now at the facility? I know Swane, I texted him that uh that he said what's up to you. Uh who's there right now? I know Kikuchi is as well. Is there any other uh, big league guys there?
1: Actually, most of them are there. Most of you know Kevin Kiermaier, Gosman. I've seen all these guys rolling in. Nate Pearson. Um, everybody's everybody's kind of sneaking in there right now, but most of them are actually already here, getting ready to go. So that's a good sign for for where the team's at. You know, just being ahead of ahead of schedule. So yeah. I got
0: chills. I got absolute chills right now just thinking about that first bullpen you throw that a Blue Jays beat writer tweets. It's going to be scenes. It just it just that means baseball's back, and we saw it last year. I was—I remember I was in Vegas. I was on my way back from the airport, and that first Ricky T bullpen behind the catcher video dropped, and it was absolute scenes. Do you guys know that? Like, do you guys know that all these beat writers are behind the catcher just with everyone's with their phones out? Like, it's a perfect game scouting tournament, just trying to get that clip of you thrown at the catcher?
1: I mean, last year's Big League camp was the first one I've I've been a part of in it. I wasn't really looking at who was back there because there's always a lot of people just filming stuff, writing stuff around, a lot of social media people, especially for the big leaguers. Um, So I was kind of just minding my business, doing my own thing and just seeing how much came out of it afterwards was something something cool to see for sure. And I know it's going to happen again this year, especially with newer guys being in the clubhouse. So um, it's definitely going to be exciting.
0: I have chills thinking about. It. I'm so fired up. But are where are you at right now? Are you in your own Airbnb? Are you where like the, I know the team gets hotels for guys, but are you just chilling at your own Airbnb? Airbnb by yourself?
1: No, I'm. I, I'm staying in the team hotel right now, but I'm actually hanging out with my with at my teammates' house. Uh, Chad, Chad Dallas, Phil Clark, Connor Cook, Damiano. You know, I'm. This is oh, show.
0: putting on for the Italians out there, putting on for me. Poligrini, <laughs> you love to see that. that guy rakes as well. Holy shit. Yeah, he's a big leaguer. Everybody's <laughs> a big leaguer, so Love Pellegrini, man. He puts on for us Italians, man. You love to see it. But uh so anyways, this is the last thing. We gotta get you at the Gate 14 house. We'll be there March 1st to 6th. We need you to pull up. I know you don't do extra you're you're not you're not a going out guy, which is fine, but you gotta come over. We got a nice gate fourteen house here. Maybe we'll hammer out a pod, we'll drop it mid season, but we gotta get you down there. We gotta get you to the gate fourteen house.
1: Definitely, man. Hit me up anytime. Love
0: to hear that, man. Ricky, it's Thank a you, pleasure. Brother it's overdue uh we are so excited for you man honestly it's just it's it's awesome to see how far you've come and putting on for us juco guys out there you love to see that but avery anything else for our guy ricky t no thanks for your time ricky appreciate
1: you brother thanks Ricky. i appreciate everything thanks for all the love guys i appreciate
2: it